Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, both Holly and Bradley had an opportunity to watch uh, the much-anticipated first episode of the Harry and Meghan docuseries, and uh, they've got their thoughts on that on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, the vocal cord lubricating Bradley trainer. Hello. Ooh, it sounds moist. I'm telling you, this singer's, uh, it's just called Singer Soothing Throat Spray. Say that oh five times fast. <laughs> you're not going to be doing an endorsement for them, I think. You never know. You don't I would, know. though. Hey, guys, if you're listening, because this stuff works. Nice. But uh, you didn't have to use your voice while you were watching the uh, premiere episode of Harry and Meghan. No, but I had words. Okay, so what What do we, what, go. And Holly, I, I, I want you to jump in as well, because I know you started watching it this morning, uh, as I did, and there... Is just the first episode currently, right? They didn't release all these at the same time. No, so it's going to be released in two halves. The first three drop today. Oh, okay. Then the other three episodes will drop next Thursday. So uh, we're on a journey. That's my takeaway. I'm just going to cut to the chase. We're on a journey, and I'm excited for this journey, and here's why. One, I love the royals. I just love anything royal. You can at me. I don't care. It's not like I don't. I don't want to be one. Mm-hmm. I don't want the institution in my country. Mm-hmm. But uh, the drama I'm here for in the history. And a lot of it is drama. It's a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. And I'm especially here for these two because they like broke free from this. And this is such a unique. This is such a unique voice and a unique moment. We don't get to see this very often. We don't right. get to see people sort of breaking free from this like dusty, repressive just there's a lot to talk about i don't want to focus on that i want to focus on their story and that's exactly what we're getting in this first chunk and when i say they took us on a journey i mean that like you will be brought back to well it's going to be uncomfortable for a few reasons and it's because it takes us right back it begins in about march of 2020 I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh, yeah. But there were some things happening in yeah. March of 2020. Stuff happened in March of 2020. But you'll remember one of the things that was happening was that they had actually made their break from the royal family and ended up in Canada. I do remember that. I did not remember that those things happened concurrently. Yes, so that we were, is an interesting, uh, you know, trip. We're, we're sort of like, anyway, so that brought me right back. It was like, oof. And... <laughs> Little, they did. The, did it give you some sort of like trauma warning at the beginning? Because no, but it, it should. Have. I know because it brings you in your brain to a time and a place. 
And you can just, uh, anyway, it brought me back to that place because I will say we were blown away when the announcement came, mm-hmm. I think in January or something, that they were decide- they had decided to leave and mm-hmm. we had all sorts of thoughts and feels. This first episode is basically setting the scene. It's giving you context. So it starts with like March of 2020, but then it very quickly sort of jumps back mm-hmm. and takes a 10,000 foot approach by reminding you of how these two well if you didn't know it's going to tell you how these two met but then if you didn't watch the lifetime original movie about it yeah which i'm sure was totally based on all fact (laughs) right i mean in my mind nice try um in addition it sets the scene for or the stage for what i think is also a conversation about the media specifically how this has always been an issue in their family Mm. specifically Princess Diana. Right, that which makes perfect sense. So after we get some time, you know, sort of seeing the two of them talking about how they met, it's really sort of like, it's just, it's interesting to just hear these people talk about the things that happened in their own voice, Mm -hmm. not mediated by tabloids or, sorry, Colleen, Lifetime. Uh, Yeah, whatever. (laughs) But to hear it and see it in their own voice and to actually watch the interactions between the two of them as they're sitting there in front of the camera because the camera focuses on both of them, not just one than the other. So that was, I was going to ask about that because I do think that that is, that you get more of a mm, three-dimensional story when you see the two of them together versus like each of them doing their own separate interview. And you'll get some of that too, but you do get them both on the couch together. And so you get to see their interactions with each other, which is that in and of itself is interesting because we are not let into people's relationships. We certainly have not been brought into the intimate kind of, um, the, what are, are rather than non-public, uh, interactions between Royal couples. It's not often that we see a royal couple sitting on their couch together, you know, exchanging words and also having like affectionate body language at the same time, right? Yeah. Because that and is seemingly like, liking each you other. You don't do that in the royal family. Yeah. So that's that to me will be the most I think one of the most interesting things to watch is that as a body language expert that yeah so i don't like i i'm very much looking forward to see see where this is going i kind of think i know where it's going right like this is going to be an indictment of the media and the treatment of the media against them what i'm interested to see and like we all already know that the the royals are sort of like inundated with uh the media and i know you will hear people say things like that's their job right and as diana says in one clip yeah, like I'm here for it when it's my job, mm-hmm. but when I'm trying to have a vacation with my family, could could you just maybe leave us alone mm-hmm. for five minutes? And you will see a clip of her arguing with a photographer who's like, yeah, but if you give me a photo, then I'll go away. And she's like, no, I've already done this like 12 times for you people. You see a clip of Diana doing that? Yeah, there's Megan. a lot of okay. footage of Diana Yeah, to sort of remind you of like, this is not just Harry and Meghan complaining about something. Mm -hmm. This has been his life since he was a child. Mm. And this is not about her, at least in this first telling. It's it's not, you know, Meghan is a part of the story, obviously. But that media scrutiny has existed for Harry in a way that goes back to before he can remember. Oh my gosh. I mean, which which that that shapes and forms a person. And... And also, when you think of 
the way in which, I mean, this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, the way in which uh, his mother lost her life. Yeah. You know, that is a poignant thing for him. There were photographers who wanted to publish the pictures of her dead body. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, what, what he has been through as a human being. And it's like, it's almost like there's something about being a royal that maybe people think then somehow they are exempt from having the human experience, right? That their duty as a royal is to sort of somehow rise above that. Um, But he is, you know, he, he, that is a traumatic experience in his life. And he's in a space right now where he is old enough and uh, healthy enough to actually work through that. And you can see how that would come up in his marriage to Meghan Markle. And the reason that it's so worth watching is because he's the only one who's done anything in response to it that sort of takes care of himself. Yeah. Holly, I just wanted to make space for what you thought after watching um, the beginning of this series. Well, I think that they're definitely setting up a narrative. It, It marries your opinion, Bradley, where... They're doing a delicate dance between making this an intimate story of their meet cute and also an indictment on the royal family and on the media. Mm-hmm. Having experts go in and say, oh, I wouldn't want to be the royal family. This is the context in which the British royal family exists, saying that, well, you know, they're stifled by this institution where you can't necessarily be your authentic self. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to set up sympathy for this. Like, okay, these are human beings, but they're also part of this bigger organization that perhaps has issues. So they're very delicately laying out this narrative, weaving it with the intimate story of this, of these two people. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. This, but if you don't like them, you're not. Don't watch this. Oh yeah, if you don't, yeah, you're not gonna like them any more or less. But you know <laughs> what I think is really interesting is like, it, it, you know, and what their goal is is maybe not for people to like them. Yeah. I just think it's really to me the most interesting narrative is how this ancient institution is meeting the world at the pace that the world moves now, right? So like this ancient institution that's been around since like forever and ever and ever, the world is different now than it was. And they still are like holding the place that they've held. I'm not articulating this well, but I'll try. They're still like holding the place, their position in society, but they also have to respond to the pace at which the world works. And so like, the media and the way that the media works is has had an effect on them. What I would encourage you to do, Colleen, mm-hmm. is watch The Crown. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. watched the first season. No, I only say that because you're absolutely right. And what you will see time and time again in this series is each person struggles with trying to be in this dusty old 2000, well, maybe not 2000, maybe like 1200. I don't know how many years like 800 and something that is when they started right um this very very old institution mm-hmm. they've always every single person that is in it has had to change and somehow what's fascinating for me is that it's still here yeah because there are so many other institutions that didn't change mm-hmm. or evolve like you know a young queen elizabeth 
did not want the monarchy as it was when she inherited it. Yeah. But sort of also became, you know, compliant to it. Yeah. But changed it as well. Right. And it's that nuance that I find interesting. I think uniquely about these two is that they were like, yeah, we don't have to do this. Which, you know, is a way to deal with that, right? Like that is definitely an option, but it's not an option that many have taken, which is to me what makes their story doubly fascinating. Yeah, exactly. Um, And again, like, I don't know, you know, and maybe there is a goal for you to end up liking them. I don't even... I just mean that there are people this, and I can yeah. see this coming. This is going to light fires on all of the like tabloids to trash them because they're going to say like they're going to say like why do you care about these people yeah. and blah, blah blah. It's like well, do you care about the ins- like you care about all these other people who other people don't care about? Yeah, but it's just these two you don't care about. Right. That tells me a lot about you, ma'am and sir. Right. Well, yes, people who have already made up their minds about who they are and why they made the choices they made. This probably is not going to do much for them. You're right. But for, you know, I'm curious enough about it. So I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to watching this. Definitely watchable. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I have to tell you some sad news. Oh, no. Or not sad news. I don't know. Depending on how you look at it. Okay. Um, A piece of your childhood is dead. Oh, my God. Like, completely wiped off the planet. Oh, my God. So depressing. Why are you trying to depress us? Uh, well, we'll see how depressed you are when I tell you what it is when okay. we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Well, uh, I've come with news for you on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Um, part of your childhood has died. Oh my God, why do you have what? to be so hateful? I'm not being hateful. It's just reality. You know, things live and then they die and then, then you remember them. And I'm wondering how you feel. About the news that snack wells are dead. Oh, for the love of God, snack wells! Yes. They're still alive. Yes, I didn't know that either. I already thought we'd put a fork in those. Uh-huh. No, no, we didn't. Well, we maybe have, but uh, now the world has because, as of yesterday, I guess. What? I mean, ser- I'm dead serious. This, uh, well, maybe not just yesterday, but this article was published in the Takeout yesterday morning very early that on the Snackwell's website you will find only a letter from uh B and G Foods, which is the brand's parent company. Okay. This is what the letter says. Um try not to cry. Oh god. Dear loyal I've had too many emotions this week already. I know. I know. I'm sorry to put one more on the on the top of the pile. Dear loyal Snackwell's customer after 30 years of providing your favorites. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sorry, I put I put the question mark. Well, in let's there. be clear. Anybody still eating them? It probably was their favorite true, snack. True. Uh, after 30 years of providing your favorite snacks, the Snackwells brand has been retired. We appreciate your loyalty and love for the reduced and fat-free snacks that became synonymous with the Snackwells name. We encourage you to try a new snacking line created by the Skinny Girl brand, which no. are crafted with less sugar than comparative snacks. Thank you, your friends at Snackwells. Oh, uh, so basically, it's not dead. It's just been reincarnated well, as something that will now appeal to you, even though yeah, it's literally whatever. And will make money for uh, Bethany Frankel. Because Skinny Girls is her brand. Oh, I isn't didn't it? Know that. I'm pretty sure Skinny Girl is her brand, right? Yes. Yeah, because she's the one she rolled she, out. Like she this, sold it off, though. So she now, did. Yeah. That's right. You're right. You're right. But well, but probably she, to B and G Foods. Exactly. So now, okay. So then I'm like, okay, tell me more about these Skinny Girl experiences. You can start snacking fearlessly, according to Skinny Girl brands. Uh, you can have their cocoa wafers. Their hazelnut cookie bar, or their other things okay, sure. that you're not going to have. I probably won't, but I mean, I'm glad for others who want them. But it just means you can't eat an entire box full of devil's food cake cookies and think you've just had a salad anymore. No, I'm but you can do it and that. not feel bad about it. It's true. Just live your life. Eat your damn cookies. Thank you, Bradley. When we come back, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them after. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have a name for them. We call them D Bags. Mm. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D Bag? Kathy Hilton. Oh my God. Did you see this? I love this. Oh my God. I mean, in the way that you love so, a D Bag story. So offensive. <laughs> So I saw this story about Kathy Hilton. <laughs> My voice, I just sound like, I sound so over oh, it. Oh, you sound like you have smoked an entire case of Marlboros. I mean, in my 20s, I did. <laughs> so that's, I'm now paying the you. price. <laughs> uh, Kathy Hilton, I saw this headline and I was like, I am too, too petty for this. And by that, I mean, I am not petty. I need more of this. Yeah. Kathy Hilton applies lipstick on stage during Mariska Hargitay's People's Choice Awards speech. So watch funny. and watch. I did. That woman <laughs> had the gall on stage to take her lipstick out as Mariska was accepting her People's Choice Award. Look for her. Oh, sorry. Like within view of the camera. <laughs> Look for her makeup or her lipstick. Handbag, dig through it. And not just apply the lipstick, but then dab the lipstick and check the lipstick. It's so good. You're on stage. People can see you. It's so good. (laughs) In, like, you know, a totally disrespectful way. But you know, you've seen this kind of behavior before. Of a celebrity who's just like... I, I don't think you'd see a celebrity on stage at an award show, like, picking their nose or applying their true. makeup. 
not that overtly, which is what makes it so like ramshackle and like low class. <laughs> she did uh, release the following statement oh, of this wait. viral moment to People magazine. I absolutely love and admire Marishka. I know her personally, and I had no idea that I would be in view. And I actually thought I was going to sneeze. So I went in my handbag. I didn't have a tissue. So I put on lipstick. I'm really sorry because I didn't mean to be disrespectful, but I really didn't think anyone would see me. I apologize. How do you think she's like literally behind Marishka? Okay, so listen, I will give her that maybe she didn't realize she was in the shot. However, she was on a stage She's in front of behind hundreds her. of people. Totally. I'll, I'm just saying that because like, you know how it is. Like, I don't know. My kids will like whip out their phones and they'll be taking a picture of the cat or something. And, you know, it's in my direction. And I'm like, am I in this shot? Because I don't want to be in this shot. You know, you don't always know if you're in the shot. They don't. But assume you're in the shot. Yeah, I would just say for all of those that are uh-huh. going to find themselves on stage at an award ceremony, just don't do your lipstick on stage. Yeah. Just wait till you get backstage. So funny. She then goes, um, uh, or no, that was the end of her speech. Anyway, Kathy, <laughs> like you're a better human than this. Oh my Do better, gosh. honey. Oh, I love it. Oh, Kathy Hilton. <sighs> Who's your D bag? Oh, well, I don't know. I I don't. I hesitate to say it's Jenna Ortega. Oh no! What's going on with Jenna Ortega? Well, did you see this story about? So she plays Wednesday Adams in the new Netflix series Wednesday. Okay. And she's like gone. There's this dance she alleged or apparently does on the in the show that has completely gone viral, and everybody's talking about it. Okay. So of course she's being interviewed about it. So. In an interview, uh, she told, what is NME? What is that? Uh, She told them that she, when she did that scene, had COVID. Oh, no. So this is one of those things where I'm like, okay, so this happened and that's, it is what it is. But maybe this is an inside story. Like, maybe this is like not the story you tell the world. Why do you like why do you say that? Well, because she said she woke up that morning, she felt sick, she had body aches. She doesn't typically feel body aches when she gets sick. She says, quote, I felt like I'd been hit by a car and that a little goblin had been let loose in my throat and was scra- I was and was scratching the walls of my esophagus. They were giving me medicine between takes because we were waiting for the test. So she took the test, went to set, did the whole dance scene. And And then then came back and they were like, you have COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I get it. You're doing a job. But also, I don't know that I would just let the world know that this happened. Predictably, you know, the world is responding. Like, that was irresponsible. Why did you do that? Like, if you were taking the test and you knew that there was a possibility that it was positive and that then, like, it's, again, one of those things where it's like, just take a break. Take a break. You don't need to infect everybody in that period of time because then that's going to shut things down even further, right? If everybody gets sick. Yeah, Or oh, even if, sure. like, a significant amount of I mean, of you don't have to tell me. Sick. I think I'm, you know, I'm, like, I over... <laughs> Yeah, I overestimate my um, sensitivity to these things. So on the spectrum, I'm way over here. But I wonder what the actual 
um, you know, protocols that they say are strict were. Right. Like, because you'd think that this wouldn't have been her decision to make. Meaning, like, right. you'd think there'd be a process in place. Like, hey, if you think you have COVID or if you've been tested for COVID, mm-hmm. you're not coming on set. Like, I don't know what. Yeah. What now, the appropriate protocol is. Right. I don't. Well, I don't. And I don't know either. But I do know this. Early on in this experience, because we've all been in this experience for a hot moment. Early on in this experience of COVID, we were pretty good about like, if you're not feeling well, don't come in. You know, entire productions shut down. Uh, There were all kinds of things in place to make sure that people were staying healthy. And today, in 2022, I think sometimes we have a couple different ways of looking at things. And this is one of those things where I think they were just like, the show must go on, and they're going to do this thing. Yeah, that seems a little ridiculous. I just am saying. I mean, I would just think if somebody's waiting on a test, because I that's the kind of stuff that I think about. Like, right. you, It's called playing the tape all the way forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get like everybody's got their own thing. And again, workplaces, I don't even like I'm sure they're like separate, whatever. And especially Hollywood, you would think they would be extra careful. Right. Well, apparently once her test did come back positive, uh, the production company has uh, said that the strict protocols were followed and the entire uh, and production removed her from the set. But if I'm a person who's working on that and. I've been doing this all day with her. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you guys, I'm, I don't, nobody wants to get sick. Yeah. Nobody wants to get sick. Mm-hmm. Nobody, can, nobody's got, sure. t- ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley says in his, with My his raspy, raspy voice, throat, it's not COVID. Thank you very much for asking. It's not. Well, I, you know, that's, I, that is your message to share. <laughs> uh, any who's what's uh, she, uh, but still, and I, I, can't, I have to be honest too, you guys. I haven't. I have you seen this dance that everybody's talking about? Oh no. yes, it's very early goth. Okay. Oh, okay. So, what does that even mean, early yeah, goth? I like don't... really dark? <laughs> no, like it's very the cramps and Susie and the Banshees oh, okay. and uh, like a very much a throwback. And That's apparently, a throwback. Jenny Ortega was, um, she was studying dance moves from 80s goths you know the kids who were hanging out in london listening to those bands at the time and so she directly lifted some of those dance moves i mean and she you know listen i haven't watched it yet and i just opened it up because i i didn't want to see it because i wanted to see it in real life like when i watched the show but now i'm so curious about it because you keep hearing about it um, she's not a dancer and she wants, like, she says that every time she's not a dancer, but like you said, Holly, she, it's obvious that she studied or she was paying attention to like the ways that people danced in those goth, goth days. I mean, it's cute. Okay. It's cute. It's a cute dance. I just don't know if I need to watch this show or not. I've heard that it is. I know the kids like it. The kids like it. I've heard it's like dark in all the best ways. Mm, okay. So, I don't right. know. Yeah, and and she is dancing to the cramps. Yeah, in this clip. Oh, poor thing. She's got cramps now too. And I know. COVID cramps and COVID. And then she follows it up with the might all strut. <laughs> <laughs> Cute Holly. Yeah. Th- this, you know, maybe a taste test 
Mm-hmm. Is it, Wednesday is worthy of a taste test. Yeah, but, all right. You know, I suppose it's like if you like the chilling adventures of Sabrina, if you like Gossip Girl, yeah. if you like those kinds of shows, then perhaps this Wednesday will be for you. Yeah. But I like my Adams Family with camp. Yeah. I might stick with the 90s You're movies. a purist. Yeah. I get it. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, guess what? There's another D-bag in the room. Oh, fun. Her name is Jennifer Lawrence. And what? we're going to talk about oh. what she said okay. and why it was wrong and why people are reacting like they are when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello there. And uh, sometimes we have uh, some D bag spillover, meaning there's more D bags than one segment can contain. And so we put them in another area, and that's this area. It's a D bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. So this Who's happened. Your double down. Oh man, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. So this happened uh, yesterday, Wednesday. Yep, uh, when Jennifer Lawrence took part in a variety actors on actors series with Viola Davis, and uh, actually it was released yesterday, but it happened uh, prior. During this conversation with Viola Davis, she said the following. Okay. Just. Let this wash over you and then tell me what your thoughts are, okay? Okay. Jennifer Lawrence said, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Because we were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. And it just makes me so happy every time I see a movie come out that just blows through every one of those beliefs and proves that it's just a lie to keep certain people out of the movies. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie. Nobody? Is that true? I kind of feel like we've had action movies with women before. Uh, Thank you. Oh, Charlize Theron. Mm -hmm. uh, Having a big profile in one of the trades and talking about her movie Eon Flux, which was released, oh, I don't know, in the mid-2000s. I would like to also thank you, Holly. Draw your attention to... Uh, a woman that we know by the name of Sigourney Weaver. An uh, alien. Yeah. 1980? 1979. Yeah. Was starring in the Alien franchise. Uh, how about a gal by the name of Uma Thurman, who starred in Kill Bill uh, yeah. in 2003? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. What did I find over here? Oh, is that Angelina Jolie? Oh, Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider herself. In 2001? Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So it's curious that nobody asked her to clarify that. Yeah. Because I think like what, like her point didn't need to include that. Like her point could be made without saying that superlative. I don't know if it's superlative, but just that, that like that statement. Right. Right. Because I mean, you know, and this is what I don't, this is what I don't want to do. I don't want to take away the powerful nature of the role of Katniss Everdeen um, as the like star of the action movie, which Jennifer Lawrence played. Right. Like she said something that was sort of. I don't know, not thought all the way through. However, 
And so I still I don't what I do, I don't want to take that away from her. Yeah, that that is that that was a powerful thing for her. Both that she things can be true. It's true, absolutely. But I do think it would be appropriate at this juncture, perhaps for Jennifer Lawrence to. I don't know, just acknowledge that she recognizes that she was not the first one. Yeah, I mean, again, I think she could have made the point without, like, making that stick. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She could have just simply said, I remember when I was doing hum- Hunger Games. I mean, it's not that common to have a woman in the lead of an action movie right. because it wouldn't work because we were told. I mean, you, you could just have gone on to say the entire thing without centering yourself in that statement right right the other yeah so yes jennifer lawrence we understand what i think we think you're trying to say i did laugh though at some of the memery that was coming from this yesterday like i saw somebody tweeting about it and they were like i had never worn pants until jennifer lawrence first wore pants yeah it's, it's, like, it's very it's very gwyneth paltrow of her kind of and i don't know like on the one hand i don't know like we know our celebrities come with a healthy amount of ego right so you can't really fault her for thinking that she's the center of a universe but next time hit the second page of Google. Yeah, or like, you know, uh, go watch Joan Crawford and Johnny Guitar mm. oh. in 19, what, 50-something. Those eyebrows alone were... Uh, Walking down the stairs with her guns at, at her ready. I mean, yeah. yeah, again, I think she just... <laughs> she got caught up in her own ego and didn't yeah. quite see the forest for the trees. Well, and here's the other thing, and I, to be fair, I have not gone and watched this um actors on actors video that was released yesterday yeah i imagine that there's a lot more in this conversation between her and viola davis i mean those are two kind of respected actresses having a conversation i bet there's a lot more to that conversation oh, sure and, yeah but absolutely. this is the thing that's getting the headlines right now well, it's just a very actory thing to say, and by that I mean a certain type of actor, and one mm-hmm. that Jennifer Lawrence seems to be. Which again, like she's the star of her own story, and her own, you know, in her own mind. And so this is the story, likely that she's telling herself, like that she's done this thing, or that somebody has told her, and she sort of like, you know, stuck onto this again. Though yeah. I'm over here with like, yeah, that's a great point, but like not actually the way you said it, right? Right. Because I think you know. Uh, people always have underestimated women in their ability to attract, you know, like how, like boys aren't going to want to watch a woman do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Right. Okay. Well, right. I think we know that's not true. Right. And again, like you said, I mean, it's clear that somebody has said this to her at some point and then she synthesized it without doing homework. And, you know, who among us isn't guilty of hearing something once and like thinking that that's a truth. Um, but do your homework. Oh, yeah. 
do the work. Yeah, no, and you would think, again, that she would maybe have a sense of history when it comes to film, but maybe some actors don't really care about that. You, mm-hmm. I, some actors, or I, sh- I should say uh, many actors, would sort of understand their place in their yeah in their craft, yeah. in their industry. Yeah, among the other things uh, that they did talk about in this interview. Where do we get to watch this So thing? this is... Um, this is the actor's a, studio. No, oh. I think it's like a variety or a, a, a variety one. thing. Yeah. yeah, they have it up on the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. I um, like and that. it's that series where like an actor interviews, interviews another, another actor. actor. Yeah. yeah, it's like very you know top le- high level you know actory. Yeah. Um, but they talked about other things in this conversation, like motherhood, and also the industry's um, bot like uh, ideals about body weights mm. and. Uh, how that impacted Jennifer Lawrence and her career. And I think, you know, again, worthy things were spoken about, worthy things were discussed, and this is the thing that's getting the headlines of the moment. I I mean, I do think it's an interesting uh, structure to have an actor interview another actor, because some people would say, well, like, you're not going to learn anything because actors are actors and interviewers are interviewers, and you should have something. It's like, yeah, but no, this is a different thing. And what this thing is, is not like you're not going to get... A traditional interview, you're going to get an exhibition of two actors engaging one another, which has to be ultimately a pretty fascinating thing because these are two people who, you know, have a certain shared knowledge and therefore shared language. And while we might feel a little bit on the outside when we're watching them with that shared knowledge and language, it's incredibly insightful into what it must be to live in the life of an actor. Well, and it, that is one of the reasons why Inside the Actor's Studio was such a beloved show. Because it was interesting to hear somebody, James Lipton, who like understood acting speak on the level. Yeah, also he was just a great human. With, he was a great human, mm-hmm. yes. I think, didn't have we changed our mind about I James Lipton? I don't want to, don't even no, ask. not, not okay, as good. of now. I guess you just never know. Un- you just never anything, know. Please. Yeah. You know, I was actually thinking about that the other day, like, how many times have our dreams been dashed by somebody who we had, like, enormous respect for, and then... Or on the show. True. Oh, I, I, Lawrence. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Vicky oh, Lawrence, but that's just a personal grievance. <laughs> yeah, no, she but, didn't do anything to the world. But um, you're right. But yeah, I'm. I'm not going to mention names, but we have had people mm-hmm. on our show who have since gone on to really show themselves to not be quite the people we thought they were. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's like you know, just it's a sad Everybody thing. Wants but, to know now. I know. Now I kind of want to know who you're thinking about. Oh. I'll ask you later. She likes to make food. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Like when you, when, when there's somebody who you admire and then you find, and how many times have we been through this so that when you find somebody like a James Lipton where you're like, he is still pristine. I just want to tell everybody, you like, just got to check the goobs. I don't want to do that. Just leave it. Just make just sure. Leave him. Let's, yeah. Let's keep him right where he is in our, in our hearts, you know, because there are so few people who please us eternally. <laughs> he, oh. I was just, I just looked up James Lipton. He made it to 93. That's amazing. Yeah. And he oh. didn't look a day over like 70. Forever. Yeah. A long storied career. Truly. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I did love that show. Um, and I, I wished for more. I still wish for more. He, I think he had conversations that were so interesting. I wonder, like, this is just me being morbidly curious, but he died in March of 2020. Huh? Huh. I'm hoping it wasn't, you know. Huh. Hmm. No, he didn't. He died, sadly, of uh, cancer at his home. Oh. 
At the okay. age of 93, though. Okay. That was a sad note to end on. But no. But not life, really. I a think life a, well a very bright life. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, just indulge me. Indulge me, please. I've always wondered, and it never seemed like a really, you know, great time to have this conversation, but today seems like a good time to have this conversation. Listeners, I've always wondered, what are you doing while you listen to us? We've been a part of your day. What is it that you're up to when you turn on the What's Colleen and Bradley on? show? What's going on? Uh, what let, us, let us know, what, uh, you know how we encounter your day. 651-641-1071.